There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're back. Welcome to another episode of the Bobo and Flex show. My name is Bobo and I'm your host and I'm with the beautiful Flex, also known as Flex Mommy. Today we're talking about hookup culture. A very necessary conversation about not just sex, but the culture around sex as millennials, mm-hmm. which basically is just hookup culture. Um, wow, we're probably going to divide this into two episodes because we have so many listener questions around hookup culture. So we'll start off with just, you know, a discussion and then, yeah, and then we'll move into the questions. Flex. <laughs> Amen. We're okay. So you are—you've been single now for how long? Mm. Have you been single? Because you were in a really long-term relationship, and now you're single. Mm. But you've also cut off all your hoes. Yeah. So I'm like super single. Wow. How does that feel, by the way? So and why like, have you opted out of oh, hookup look, culture? It's brand new. So I think I've been out of a long-term relationship like ten months or something. So significant. Um, mm. And then I dropped all my hose like maybe a month ago, maybe a bit more, maybe less. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but for context, I am an advocate for hookup culture, but not in the way that it's been popularized. So we can mm. make that distinction early on. I think there is a lot necessary in hookup culture. I attribute it to my sexual liberation. I would, I found that there are a lot of things that I would not have even thought to have done or, 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 conversations I would have had never had if not for having the space and agency to do it outside of a committed loving relationship I think often that your your needs can be secondary in a loving relationship the way we're socialized to be vessels for men yep <laughs> yep um, yep <laughs> so um yeah but recently I opted out of hookup culture and for me it was a very rational decision my whole point of engaging in sexual activity or dating hookup culture, whatever you want to call it is one of two things. Mm. Great sex, not average, not below average, very good sex. Like we're nutting, we're enjoying, we're connecting, we're present or a husband. I'm with that. Okay. Tell me (laughs) why I wasn't getting either to the extent that I wanted it. Right. And my frustration is, that has always been my mission, but it wasn't front of mind. I got so wrapped up in the sort of commodification and the marketing of hookup culture that I realized that I was perpetuating standards that weren't even mine. Like it has always been the way good dick husband. That's it. Right. Anything in right. between was not, that's not my portion. So recently I had to evaluate because I had quite a number of hoes about four or five Okay. But the frustration was no ho was giving me anything that I needed consistently. So you might wow. have some like 
some was great dick and then the next thing it was average dick or some came with more emotional baggage and I was ready to endure because we hadn't built a foundation of a relationship anyway. It was just the sex that was now evolving into a relationship, which is not what I signed up for. Granted, I'm very open to foundations of relationships that evolve into sex, but realistically, if it's just sex, I don't feel like as I need to hold space for you and your emotional baggage. Or people that were, had great minds, but were just terrible, like romantic partners. And I just thought none of this is what I wanted. And I became very aware of blocking my blessings for the benefit of whomst. You know, like, of course. For the benefit of whomst. And of course, we we spoke about it a couple episodes ago where you mentioned that you didn't think that casual sex was ever really casual. And And I fought you on that. I was like, it can be casual. I do believe that casual sex can be casual. But how? But the frustration okay. is, if you're in the frustration with casual sex, if you're if you're with one person, often you're given room and the agency for it to transition into something less casual just by proximity. If you're if you are dating mm. more than one person, yes, each of those individual relationships can be casual. But if you uh, consolidate all of them, that is a whole relationship with none of the benefits. So I was giving my time, my energy, my emotional space, my vagina, like all of this to all these different people and be like, no, it's chill, it's chill, it's chill, it's fine, it's fine, fine. But if you amalgamate it, that's so much time gone. (laughs) I could have, I could have done, found a husband. I could have enrolled to be a counselor. I could have made myself some meal prep for the week. Like I could have done so many things, but I was so wrapped up like, no, it's casual, it's chill, I've got time, I've got time. I don't have time. And so for me, right. I had to make a considered decision to be like, what are you even doing? None of these things are really worth it. You could stand to live without all of these men. So just cut them loose. Yeah. And so I did. And I know that's not a decision a lot of people can make because they really hold or they really associate their self-esteem and their value with how, um, with how men respond to them, you know? So maybe for the average person, cutting off hose isn't conducive to feeling liberated. But for me, I was like, now I've got room to think about what I really need and want. And for me, my whole thing is I've said it before that I often use sex as a currency, which is not very good in those casual hookup scenarios because I'm building currency here and then looking at people like, like pawns, for instance, like almost dehumanizing people for the sake of just having this really casual experience. You know what I mean? And so even when things could have had room to be less casual, I was like, no, this is my boundary. This is my boundary. No, this can't go anywhere. No, I don't have to be mindful of your feelings. No, this is my boundary. (laughs) And that's just dumb bitch shit. And it's really immature. So I have to step back and be like, you know what? Be a mature bitch. And when you're ready to be a mature bitch through and through, you also attract mature bitches. Right. Yeah, I'm not... I'm just not convinced about hookup culture. I made a post about this on my Instagram where I said that I don't think hookup culture benefits women. Mm. And for the most part, I think it's because I don't think we've built a society in which we're liberated enough as women to actually enjoy hookup culture and for it to actually be conducive or for our benefit. Um, Actually, let me retract. I think we enjoy it. I think it can be enjoyable, but I don't think it can be beneficial uh, to any, like, straight woman. 
if we're being honest, because I just don't think, I don't think we are sexually liberated. I think we've deluded ourselves as a society into believing that we're sexually liberated. And I think in order for hookup culture and like casual sex to be healthy, we actually have to be both psychologically and physically and emotionally liberated. I think a lot of women still perceive themselves and their bodies as just a conduit for a man's nut. I think a lot of women still don't know where their clitoris is, but they mm. want to engage in sex casually. Wow. It doesn't add up, sis. It doesn't add up, fam. <laughs> and I think hookup culture just creates, it just creates an environment where women actually feel pressured to perform liberation as opposed to actually doing the work to actually liberate themselves from their thought prisons. So I just don't think we're there yet. <laughs> That hurt so many feelings. Just, Literally everybody is crying. Not one person you know, is, like came out of that fresh. Not one person. <laughs> Look, I also wonder, you were saying you use, um, you, were, you feel like you use people as pawns when it hmm. comes to like hookup culture and it becomes very transactional. Do you think it's possible for a man, a man who's been living in a world and has been socially conditioned to see women as objects for his own consumption. Is it possible for him to opt out of that frame of thinking and actually enjoy sex with a woman casually and still see her as a human being? Or is it just, it can't happen? I just don't think it's possible. I mean, I think this is where like the Madonna whole complex comes in. We can talk about that now or later. I don't know which one you want to do. What's the Madonna whore complex? So the Madonna whore complex is like a theory first identified by Freud. And it's Mm. the idea that it's like a psychological complex. It's the idea that men see women as saintly virgin or whores and nothing in between. So often that men might encounter women, be able to sleep with them and then only see them in a sexual light and then can't desexualize them or humanize them. Yes, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and, you know, it, it can translate to the idea that, you know, when men, hetero men are in committed loving relationships with women, they find it difficult to maintain sexual arousal because they've elevated them to this virgin status, this heart, like holier than thou, perfect woman. She's amazing. Therefore, I can't degrade her with something so low as sex. So mm, I do think that feeds ooh. in, in in some way, but obviously it can manifest in different ways for different people. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, my, my thing is I think hookup culture has benefited women, but just not when you put it in contrast to what men gain from it. So it wasn't there as though the playing field has leveled out. We've all just elevated, but we've maintained the same amount of distance from <laughs> each other. The same hierarchy. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, I agree with that fully. Because again, I think we now, we can actually enjoy sex. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. you know, but I think like enjoyment versus benefit are two two very different things. Oh, they're very different. Very, very different. Yeah. And so a lot of women have the argument of like, yeah, but like I enjoy casual sex, but are you benefiting sexually, psychologically and emotionally from Mm. that? It goes back to intent versus impact there we go it never starts and it never stops so you know for those of you who aren't convinced like i wasn't because initially when bobo shared this i was like "Mm, mm, 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 i'm gonna opt out of this conversation (laughs) Uh, i took some time to really think about you know the the sexual relationships that i was engaging with and realistically have i ever felt like i've gotten more than the other party and i've never ever ever engaged 
in a sexual or romantic relationship with a man and felt as though I was getting more out of it than they were. And that is on God. Wow. (laughs) Not once ever. Wow. Why is that? What were you well, getting if I'm not, if I don't getting? Like, in some, I'm going to feel more sexually experienced or like more like I'm <clears throat> more like I'm not centering my own sexual pleasure or that I'm more intelligent or I need to appear less intelligent. Just things like that. Just constant battle of have, having to, you know, uh, what's the word? Condition myself to right. enjoy the experience by not acknowledging the reality of the experience. So condition myself to sleep with an asshole who's got great stroke because that's what I need to do to enjoy this sex right now. Or condition wow. myself to not acknowledge that this man and his internalized misogyny is right because you know he gives he gives great conversation. Like the things you right. might need to do to make sure you just need to like get over the hump of this sexual experience. But for those of you who aren't convinced, listen to this list of what hookup hook culture has or has it done for women? Again, hetero lens, mind your business. <laughs> um, and let me know if this resonates with you at all. We'll talk yeah. about it later on after the episode. So this is a list of what hookup culture hasn't done. It hasn't challenged men to rethink female sexuality. It hasn't mm-hmm. stopped them from viewing women as sexual objects. It hasn't Ooh. given all women the same respectability as textbook respectable, non-promiscuous female archetypes. And what I mean by that is men aren't viewing like sexually promiscuous women, sex workers, whatever on that spectrum, with the same level as respect as they're viewing a virgin or one body count or miss, I don't like to get right. choked, or I would never... Like, we're not viewed as equals. One is viewed as worthy of being degraded, and one is viewed as worthy of being elevated, and often those two don't intersect. It hasn't taught mm. men to raise themselves to higher standards as sexual or romantic partners. There and we go. And this is what we talk about with the fucking orgasm gap, with the not having one there time, we go. One time sexual discussions, because you encourage shitty behaviour... By not encouraging better behavior. So I'm crying. not that men should have to work more hard or less hard to get your nut or to get in your pants. It's not what we're saying. But it's the idea that the conversations women are having with women are about ways in which men can improve their sexual experience. And when push comes to shove and you're in a position when you are engaging with sex with a man, you're not holding him accountable. And that is on that. I'm guilty wow. too. You know what I mean? There's some ways. No, same. Like, I'm thinking yeah. about myself. Right? Oh, I'm look. like in my bag. Right I'm now. outing myself in being my like, okay, yes, you, you specialize because often I'm like, you know what? This is what I need to do to get my nut. I can't worry about educating this man right now. I can't right. worry about, you know, trying to up and down back. No, no, no. I just need to do this for myself. And again, intent versus impact. The impact of that is that this man now thinks that his subpar, you know, sexual prowess is, is now of, a good standard tell me why i can talk to a number of women who can say with their whole heart and their whole chest that a man has not made them orgasm but i will talk to any hetero man who'll swear up and down every woman he sleeps with orgasms yep that he gives strokes come on like what? make it, it make it sense add up it's the not adding doesn't up. add up I look, I did the algebra, I did the Pythagoras, and I swear to you. I went to business school and it still doesn't add up. We did a SWOT analysis and again, it's still not adding up. I can't. Wow. It hasn't made men more sexually responsible of of accepting the consequences of hookups. So like STI talk, we're talking pregnancy, we're talking aftercare, caring for these people that you penetrates with with sheer force you know where is the post coital cuddles babes Listen, where is all I that? once had a whole pregnancy scare and this nigga said 
Let me know when you take the birth control pill. I was like, excuse me. Are you not Venmoing me the money Men to take said, the $75 pill? Men said, I can't get pregnant, so that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I said, no, 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 no. I need to start thinking more critically about who I let inside and near me. Absolutely. Because this can't happen. This can't, it just can't happen. Because it also informs your future sexual experiences that you might now walk into sex with um, baggage or with excess right. trauma because you know right. we're not holding people accountable and granted it takes exactly. two to tango so this is not a man's problem or a woman's problem or a person's problem or or a non-binary like it's just not a, it's not gendered it's just oh, yeah. the frustration with sex at the moment and the last thing or the last two things that i think are probably the most important mm-hmm. hookup culture has not ended rape culture Ooh. So making women more sexually available to men without this sort of like manipulation or persuasion hasn't stopped the assaults, babies. It it absolutely has not. It and it hasn't has made men more consent conscious. Wow. So, so what we've what has it done? So well, what it has done is um, made women more sexually available. <laughs> And but it, without any effort. Exactly. And it's also made women conform to this male sexual fantasy of endlessly sexually available women. Yeah. You know? So again, yes, it has contributed contributed to the sexual liberation of women, to like it's done all these things that are fundamentally really important for us to to advance. But if we're going to measure things in a transactional nature, like I believe we should be doing more often, then we would understand that, damn, like we're really still not getting much out of this. Because it's the same <laughs> men who will turn around and be like, yeah, but women still need to do this. And yeah, like, sure, she like she let me bust a wide open, but, you know, she didn't write it like I wanted to. And yeah, maybe like she did. You know, it's always more that they're going to be wanting. And I really, Fine. it's my own male friends who talk day in, day out about how, like, if women did this, then sex would be more enjoyable for them. And women have to do this and blah, blah, blah. So again, it hasn't even made them more um, more privy to the women's experience. Like, I was talking to a friend of mine who was, like, trying to explain that, you know, he just found it so sad that so many women haven't experienced the pleasure of climaxing with a partner. I'm like, are you really speaking from empathy? Or are you trying <laughs> to, again, make this, like, a woman's problem? Because it's not cute. You know what I mean? It's actually quite frustrating that, like, on average, maybe a woman might be able to have more sex, as much sex as a man will, um, hetero women, again, but will experience vastly less pleasure. Wow. Like, it's not cute. Like, I don't really care to hear a man's sympathy or empathy about that topic. It's not even about that. Like, let's get some results going. Like, what can we actually do here? And one of the things, and again, I'm not saying that sex is a currency that we should give or, or withhold or whatever, it's about being more mindful about our intention versus our impact. I know my intent was to increase, mm. you know, my sexual experience to liberate me, to have a better understanding of how sex intersects with relationships with me. And I got all that information. And what that information told me is that I got to opt out for the, for the foreseeable future. Because it wasn't leading me to... Because, again, realistically, you can't tell if someone has good stroke before you fuck them. You can be like, oh, yeah, if you dance well, it means you have good stroke. And if you're a good kisser... No, babes, it really doesn't. And to hear me going, okay, let me get my quantity up so I can start getting quality, it doesn't help. (laughs) Like, 
what you need to do is, is like usually it's the singular partner you have for an extended period of time that helps with building like you know the skills and whatever than that but like again i'm not advocating for monogamy or you know exclusive relationships either i'm just saying that hookup culture isn't conducive to better sex or better relationships the same way monogamy isn't conducive to better relationships or more committed relationships i'm crying now i'm saying <laughs> And that's actually the title of your next book. Oh. Because there we have it. There we have it. And, like, my whole thing is that someone who advocates for hookup culture, it's important to me that I communicate that it isn't all good nuts and good strokes. And this is why Facilitate Your Own Nut is a full campaign base. <laughs> it's a like, movement. Everybody is waiting for this perfect person who's going to give them that stroke. And let me tell you, you will sooner find your optimal nut on your own than having to teach someone to provide it to you because what happens when you rely on that one nut provider and the nut provider fucks off and then you are nutless and you played yourself you played yourself you played yourself because you could have just been facilitating your own nut this whole time never be dependent on any man for a nut on any person for for anything anything. mind your business yeah (laughs) Like, you need to know that if something was going to be taken from you, you'd be sufficient enough to get it back. And this is why I'm a glass half full bitch. The other day, I was like, what even is a glass half empty? I can't even change my mind to think about what that even looks like. (laughs) Because when I see a glass that is halfway full, even if someone is drinking out of it, I know there is more liquid coming. It is a never-ending well. That is the frequency I exist on. So it doesn't like, matter that how is much literally liquid is how I vibrate. Yes, it Absolutely. doesn't matter. So this is the frustration. And I think, you know, a big... People who prefer not to engage in hookup culture are always talking about, you know, like, what, like, how do you, how do you, like, do something so intimate? How do you detach yourself from feelings? Like, why are we prioritizing games instead of emotional connection? And so that's what I want to get on because I know that you Ooh. are a big fan of hookup culture. So do you think it's almost encouraged us to lose the ability to truly connect absolutely in favor of game playing and detaching our emotions emotions and all that shit absolutely i think hookup culture is also built and rooted in the foundation of manipulation and games mm. um as opposed to like emotional openness and trust if we don't have the range as a society to facilitate open transparent honest brazen candid conversations about our sexual fantasies and desires how do we where are we going to find the range to have open transparent brazen candid conversations about our emotions and like i just don't think it's realistic i think the idea of casual sex is an oxymoron because just the act of and this is where i there's going to be an unpopular opinion i think the biology of sex itself informs emotional connection the for women i think the fact that a man is inserting himself in you i think you cannot escape the emotional connection that happens there i think like we are not inserting anything in them, but they are actually inserting anything in us. And I believe in energy. I believe in energy exchanges. So I believe that there is, if not emotions, there is an energy exchange happening there. And it is the woman that's carrying the energy after the event has taken place. The man, get he he gets it out and he can go 
burden-free, not always, but by and large, I just think the biology and the physicality of heteronormative sex, you, it just means that you can't escape the energy exchange that takes place. And it's imbalanced. It's imbalanced. And so I, I think it is rooted in manipulation and games. I think it encourages us because if something is casual, then you don't need to be open and like honest and transparent. And I remember having an experience with this guy who just took the condom off while we were, which by the way is rape. He just took the condom off like during sex. And I think like the fact that it was casual for him made it even more okay. Like, yeah, but like, it's okay. Like it's not, you know, it was in the heat of the moment and it's cat. And it's like, we, we didn't have a conversation beforehand about consent or this and this and that, because this is casual sex. You're not my husband. Like you're not, you know, like we don't need to do all of that. Yes, you do. You are letting a human being inside of you. You're exchanging bodily fluids. You're exchanging energies. Why are we not having open, candid, transparent conversations? about consent, about emotional connectivity. What are your thoughts? Do you think it's facilitated openness and honesty? Oh, or not? no, no. Because again, like with most things, I think people are stuck in a narrative and we all know how to perform and how to present as anything but what we really feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do believe that a lot of hookup, hookup culture is rooted in this whole narrative of what it means to appear as somebody who's engaging in it properly. You know, like I fuck Ooh. heaps of people. I'm always getting my nut. I never, te- I never text them back. Or whatever you want to say. Yeah, like I'm However. that nigga. Like I'm yeah. that. Um, and I was, you know, I was a bit conflicted with the soul ties thing because I exist as like a spiritual skeptic. Like I mm. believe everything and nothing. I'd like it all to be true. I'd like it all to be false. And so, with that in mind, <laughs> I just take I just like to collect data and information and so I did my due diligence and did some research on soul ties and energy ties and when I think about it from a spiritual perspective it it connected with me less than thinking about it on a neurochemical perspective and thinking about the amount of oxytocin and dopamine and serotonin that peaks when you're in a situation that provides you with so much pleasure and you start Mm. associating pleasure and that positive emotional response with this person who's providing you said pleasure. So that's why I can understand why a lot of people who may be more empathetic or whatever it might be uh, cannot engage in, in hookup culture because, again, they're very aware of that exchange of, like, chemical responses and shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and so, yes, that was one of those things I was uh, that put me off, like, that encouraged me to cut off the hose. Because I was like, damn, am I really taking on all this shit? But interestingly... Um, there this doctor his name is daniel amen and that's when i knew i needed to share this word yeah (laughs) he said um generally whenever a person is sexually involved with another with another person consensually and they're enjoying it neurochemical changes occur in both their brains that encourage limbic emotional bonding and limbic bonding is the reason why casual sex doesn't why sorry limbic bonding is the reason why casual sex doesn't really work for most people on a whole mind and body level because mm-hmm. sex is in generally enhancing an emotional bond between them, whether you really want it or not. So you might see somebody, this is how you can like fuck someone that you hate. Because even if you fundamentally dislike them as a person, they're, they're still encouraging a positive 
a positive chemical response within you and it's hard right. to disassociate between like where it came from where it started where it stopped um so with that in mind I was like backtracking on a few of like the the relations that I had and when I cut off like the fuck buddy I had for like five years or whatever I was thinking no wonder I'm such a mean bitch when I'm around him because he's <laughs> fundamentally a narcissistic self-involved self-absorbed sociopath who has very little regard for the way he moves in the world and I was like I was I swear I was that person in that sexual dynamic I was so selfish so self-absorbed I was like whatever it's what it's not even my problem if he's caught feelings he's a grown-up 31 he can get it together that's not my bad it's like oh well babe it's like you can also be empathetic towards people you know you again intent versus impact so interesting and it didn't click to me until i read this article and i was like well damn oh okay no i 100 percent believe in soul ties I mean, I think like even if someone is literally standing right next to you or someone is having a conversation with you, there is an energy exchange happening. Mm-hmm. So I, we just cannot deny that there's an energy exchange happening during sex. Absolutely. And I think and it's, I also it's think, the communication around soul ties, I feel like it's a bit, uh, what's the word? Oh, it's a bit like woo-woo. Like, yeah, a bit oh woo-woo. Like, how am, all my, where is my soul? And how is it attaching to your soul right now? Yeah, but, yeah. So I was doing more research into sort of trying to identify trying to identify like what is a soul tie what is it positive what is it negative how do you know like how much of your experience with this person is rooted in your perception of the experience or is something really being exchanged and i came across this blog um that was talking a bit about unhealthy soul ties um and how to identify when when you're within one and i was like damn this is really interesting and so you know um the first one is what I mentioned before, when you take on the negative traits of that person and you carry them out, whether or not you consciously agree with them. Fuck, it's my doorbell. One second. <laughs> I love that this always happens. I Literally. love it. Hold on one second. Okay, I've returned. There she is. So, as I was mm. saying, so when you take on the negative traits, blah, 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 this second one is very interesting. When you're in... a Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com physically and or emotionally and or spiritually abusive relationship but you feel so attached to them that you refuse to cut off the connection and set boundaries interesting Mm. next one you've left the relationship maybe long ago maybe shortly but you think about the other person obsessively and you can't get them out of your mind it feels like almost an involuntary act interesting Um, when you defend your right to stay in a relationship with that with this person, even though it's negatively affecting or destroying the important relationships in your life. So Yeah. One could argue that could be a number of things. Yeah, I think those are more neurochemical. But and more like linked to the dopamine that that person But again, I feel like for if we were to look at this concept from a less spiritually fueled lens. In the same mm. way that like manifesting to some is just prayer to the other or wishful thinking or whatever you want to call it. 
it, it is neurochem- neurochemical energy, whatever you want to call it. It's just the idea that in some way it is hard to remove yourself or somebody else from you because you not you can't really identify how and in what way somebody has affected you. The same way right. you don't know this, like how your your the way you've been um, reared as a child affects you as an adult. You can't really identify, you know, how certain friendships inhibit you subconsciously or whatever you want to call it so that was really right. interesting and i was like well damn now i really gotta protect my punsy and my mind <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely and i think it's not so much about like being like you must only have sex with one person no it's just about being intentional with who you have sex with and i don't think hookup culture promotes that because hookup culture is rooted in enjoyment and not benefit and so it, we're not thinking about like the psychological, emotional effects. We're just thinking about pleasure. And what is the benefit of pleasure? Like, what is that? You know what I mean? We can't just be pursuing pleasure aimlessly. Like that doesn't, that's not going to do anything for us. And it's interesting though, because reading that, the whole idea of soul ties made me more, uh, what's the word? Fearful is not the word conscious of the consequences of hookup culture than like getting an STI or experiencing sexual trauma or anything. I was like, well, damn, mm. my soul's going to be compromised. <laughs> Literally. Like... <laughs> I was like, okay, well, that's going to happen. <laughs> like you can compromise my pussy, but not yeah, my but soul. not my soul. Mm-mm. Jeez. That's when I knew this is an important one. <laughs> but um, let us go back up to yeah to hookup culture as a whole and i have this theory well not this theory but i want to talk about where you think hookup culture intersects with sexual dissatisfaction because it's interesting to me how we've been touted the hookup generation yeah so one might presume that we are hooking up more often or having more sexually gratifying experiences or feeling more sexually empowered to speak on certain topics. But is that really translating when it's taken off the virtual space? Because I think it's very easy to appear sexually liberated when you are able to communicate uh, about hookup culture generally. So you can tweet about it. You can tell a friend about what you would do if you had a dick nearby or you take a promiscuous photo and talk about how you X, Y, Z. But is that really translating to the actual act of hookup culture? Because I find that like the discussion of it almost inflates the actual practice. Like hookup culture in movies is like really cut and dry and fast and like, yes, and we're getting it in and we're getting yeah. it out and like we're cutting ties. But really in real life, it's generally a slower burn, a slower process. You're feeling somebody out. Are we interested? Do you want to part? Like it's not as cut and dry so i think are we stigmatizing the experience by i guess living in it in such a virtual way like i know for sure when i talk about sex everyone's like well fuck you must be really like doing things and getting in like no i'm just having sex frequently but i don't know about the tricks it's like the kink episode we just had like i think people would be surprised to find out that we both rate so highly in vanilla because people associate (laughs) the communication of sex with like crazy sex and wild sex and you might be like getting it in and hooking up and crazy 
but it's not the case. And so if you're coming into hookup culture as a late, you know, a late, uh, what do you call it? A late adopter, then are you going to be so confused by the fact that like, you know, you people aren't just getting it all the time. We don't just like fuck somebody raw and move on. And like, we've got to be care for people. I think there's absolutely a difference between performing sexual liberation and hookup culture versus being an active participant in it. And I think there's like this pressure because everything, every like movement or culture has its own aesthetic. And the aesthetic of hookup culture is very collegey. It's very mm. like girls with many skirts who are drunk and like, you know, like there's, there's a whole aesthetic and like it's like this cool thing. But the reality of it is that it requires so much emotional labor. And which for me is such a paradox because. We look at emotional labor as this, like, thing that we should err away from. But Mm. then we look at hookup culture as this cool, glamorized, trendy thing. When the two intersect so heavily. Mm. And it's like, you can't have... You can't exercise sex... Healthy hookup culture without being ready for hefty emotional labor. Wow. And that's the tea. So and I just think like we're not there yet as a generation, as women, as men, as the gays. Maybe the gays are ready. Yeah, you know what I mean. All I know is and that by the gays, I'm literally talking about right. everybody women. else is like now. Nah. Absolutely, yeah. Because sex workers understand that sex is transactional. Whether absolutely, you like or not. whether you like. So, would you, how do you feel about getting paid for sex? I would love to would get paid. I did ask. I've, when for the last um, few times I slept with the long term uh, fuck buddy, I asked for a tip. I was like, I'd like a tip, please. Like, wow. I just don't feel like I want to engage in this unless I'm getting paid. He was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I feel quite strongly about this. Like, I just don't. I love like, that energy. Because he came over with coke dick, which I think, I think is rude. I think it's, I just think it's rude. It's like not considerate. And, like, you're already yeah, here. It's 1am. I could have been asleep right now. Now you're feeling vulnerable but confident. Like, the comparisons are out of whack. You want... And so I, I didn't sign up for all of this. And, like, yeah. all I wanted was the good stroke. And I'm not going to get that until the morning. Because now i got to spend, like, eight extra hours with you. No. Like, you can mm. please, like, leave a tip. Um, and so we did. And I was like, great. And this is great. So no, absolutely. I think my last, um, my last fuck buddy, but he's really rich though. Mm. He would always get me gifts, and we'd always have like a proper, like real life conversation, either before or after, Um, because he's really wise. We just like talk about my life. He'd give me advice. Um, He'd help me out with whatever, but he'd always like have a gift, Mm. and I appreciated that. And also, he'd always have a car come pick me up, and then drop me off to wherever yes. he was and then bring me back. Yes. And those are my stand... And that's also low-key why I prefer being a side chick over being a girlfriend half yeah. the time. Because you're getting all the benefits yeah. without any of the trash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but yelling, but once also, again, yeah. yeah, once again, it has to be understood that, like, this dynamic is transactional mm-hmm. and that there is an... And we're not playing ourselves here. There's an energy exchange happening here. I'm fond of you as a human being, mm. like, fundamentally as a human being. I like who you are in the world. And so, like, we can do this. Because, again, like, I said this in our previous episode about 
kinky sex i think the healthy thing to do is not to like fuck 55,000 people in the name of hookup culture but rather to have one or two people who are just your designated sex buddies who allow you to explore your deepest sexual We've been fantasies saying. without judgment We've been saying because you can't designate that role to your husband or boyfriend nope. who's also your best friend your therapist your this your you're, confidant no, your chef your, your driver yeah, your doctor the person you take out the trash with the person you wake up with their morning breath no you can just have one person doesn't doesn't matter the gender or sexual orientation just one person who you just openly and freely explore all your sexual fantasies and desires and fears and like everything around sex like you guys just do that together and there you have it you know but we're not there I think yet that's a healthy alternative not there to yet. hookup culture like People still aren't even, you know, like asking people out on like to hang out on dates. Like people can't even Imagine. clarify what they want from like a very easy hangout for three hours, let alone like <laughs> a really honest trend. Nah, people aren't there yet. I just, I just don't think so. And I don't know what went wrong either because how did we all get sucked into this narrative? Not we all, but how did people hip hop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me be that person lol you tried it it's just i know because it, it, when you think about it realistically are pe- do people actually want to gamble on their sexual experiences by going at it with heaps of and heaps of different people or do we just want sex and are too scared of verbalizing that to the person that we're trying to fuck for fear that the person think they're trying to trap them into a relationship because i think the thing is people don't look at sex and committed relationships as two separate entities so if you want sex and you want a lot of it you must be trying to use this as a tool to be in a relationship with me and it's one of those things where people can't check their egos like i will talk to Mm. all friends all genders as soon as a relation a hookup relationship starts to transition to something more frequent someone's like oh they're probably going to try and like ask me out they're really keen they're really interested like we just can't have the best of both worlds because you hoes can't invite nuance into your life wow and when i say you hoes i mean me hoes too (laughs) (laughs) in what ways do you think you're problematic when it comes to casual sex um i think that I just, because I don't like to role play romance, I think that I can be very... Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, very cut and dry. Like, so, like, I don't do the whole, like, if I'm on a date, I don't do the whole, like, and we're going to inch closer, and then we're going to, like, our knees are going to touch, and then we're going to be like... Oh, my God. I'll be like, this is so fun. You should come over later on, and we should have really great sex. Like, I would just prefer to say it that way. And so I think that kind of approach makes people think that I don't want soft or like considered sex that I'm just here for like a rough fuck because of my rough approach to it and so I think it can be a bit of a head fuck people kind of well but you just just, like we're gonna do this and like now you want to like cuddle like you're sending me mixed signals I'm like I'm not really I just think you're not you're not allowing me nuance and but I think that's a lot of not a lot but I think the way we've been socialized to view hookup culture asking somebody to to give me the space to want a complex sexual experience is asking for too much. And I could acknowledge Mm. that, you know what I mean? Because I think on the flip side, for a lot of sexual experiences, I don't want to be somebody's caregiver and caretaker. And so I opted out. That's what I think is fair to do. But it's the people who are heavy players in hookup culture who aren't almost um, making their experience malleable to benefit their own experience as well. You know what I mean? Like... Mm. 
I don't know. I just think that everybody's playing a game and everybody thinks they're not. And it's the same. I was, I remember speaking, it might've been like months ago now, but um, speaking to a friend of mine about how, you know, a girl that he's seeing um, wants to hang out so often and, you know, um, he doesn't even understand why because they established this was just a hookup thing and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, where do you think she would have gotten that wrong impression? And he was like, I don't know. Like we had a conversation about like it just being sex, but like, I don't know, can't, can't I just cook for people and have them not catch feelings? Like, can't I just invite you to hang out with my friends and have you not catch feelings? I'm like, you have to be responsible for how somebody interprets <laughs> your actions. Like, you can't just leave it on them. That is fundamentally yeah. so irresponsible, so selfish, I do and that so immature. Well. I do it too, and therefore I opt out. Because you have to acknowledge that, like, that your biased perception of the world is not universal and so if you know that your behavior can be misinterpreted you have to clarify be a grown-up you know i know i'm struggling with that right now there's a guy who i realized yesterday he thinks we're in a relationship and it's (laughs) literally (laughs) i'm honestly not talking to you why what kind of phrasing he thinks we're in a relationship i said what and i just think like i don't really understand because i just thought i was just being friendly but i guess he interpreted all of that as like oh like this is my girlfriend how and so just by like us hanging out or texting and this and this and that and so now instead of having the hard conversation, I'm being like, hey, I actually already have a boyfriend. Oh! Do you mind? If oh, gosh. <laughs> Do you mind if we're just homies? <laughs> instead, I've ghosted him. This is how we and clarify I'm... that you are, in fact, the emotional terrorist. It is not I. <laughs> it is not I. I just think guys have it so twisted. Like, guys literally cannot fathom that... A girl could just not have the intention to, like, suck their dick. So Mm. everything you do must be taken as romantic or sexual. Mm. And, like, now we're in this conundrum. So, yeah. But I'm, you know, being accountable for my actions and realizing that when it comes to men, I need to learn to be more clear. Since we knew that episode one. Like, episode one. (laughs) This was the learning. So... And how have we progressed? Wow. (laughs) It's so interesting, though, because given, like, so when people are like, oh, my God, you dropped all your hoes. What do you mean? You're not rooting or whatever. I was like, my frustration with the whole thing is that I specialize in speaking clearly and articulately. Like, I say what I mean. I mean what I say. And it gets so frustrating because to this day, people will misread me. I could say my in my intentions clear as day, and yet some people be like, "Well, is that what you meant?" And so I had to think about how have I gotten mm. it wrong in terms of hookup culture, where people don't understand that I want all of it, like I want all, like I want a pseudo relationship or not. It's like <laughs> that. I just don't understand why I can't have everything, and especially when it's communicated as well. Sis. And so I remember right. the like, one of the last messages I sent to this guy that I ended up ghosting. I just deleted. Tinder, I was like, I can't bother. <coughs> he was like, what do you want? And I just said, I just want something. And I was like, realistically, I want 
good sex or I want a husband. I said, I want something not mandatory. I want intimacy and romance without the pressure of having it develop into anything significant. But I'm also aware that I view intimacy and romance as two separate things. I don't want to have to prove that I'm worthy of being somebody's girlfriend. I just want something turbo and uncomplicated and nobody is ready (laughs) for it. And so until they are, I'll be here. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck off. I can't be bothered. (laughs) (laughs) because even then i know for sure somebody will find a flaw and be like but wait what do you mean it's all it's all there it's literally all there yeah so So you mean you haven't found like have you been going on dates right now i stopped after like the last after so within the last month i just stopped on everything just because it was almost like i rarely do things that i don't uh, that don't receive the the intended result. You know what I mean? I don't right. go into things and be like, you know what, it's not really what I wanted, but this will do. No, I know what I want. I know how I'm going to get it. And if I don't have that information, I will find it. Dating is an area that I've troubleshot to death. Like I have right. tried so many different things and I just need to clear my head and back the fuck off. Like it's not helping me. And again, not it's not even emotional labor, but just the, like the, um, the sort of time, energy, mental capacity you need to develop to not only engage with people on a platonic level, but a romantic level, an intimate level, a sexual level, and then still not yield the results you want. What kind of loses game? (laughs) I see. And it's one of those things where I've had experiences that tick those boxes and they still haven't worked out, but I had the experience. These latter ones, it's like I wasn't even getting exactly what I wanted. So, like, which bit is gratifying? And Mm. I would be calling myself, like, a selfish, naive millennial if I hadn't already compromised in areas that I didn't think I needed to compromise in. So it might have been, like, tolerating a guy who had a great mind but shit dick. You know, I did that. I don't want to do it anymore. Or tolerating a bad attitude but good stroke. Like, I did that. I don't want to do it anymore. And so why should I, you know, and until, and it's one of those things where I might find that, you know, I might have to compromise, you know, like tolerate what I can get. But until that point, like, no, thanks. It's fine. Wow. And I appreciate that actually. But I I also don't think like, I don't think it's a radical act either. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where if it's not benefiting me, then I don't want to do it. And I know you heard me like, oh, you know, there are some things you should do. Altruism is very important. Then you do that. You be altruistic so I don't have to. You work a nine to five so I don't have to. You tolerate boys you need therapists so I don't have to. It's fine. (laughs) We don't have to navigate the world in the same way for us to both have valid lived experiences. It's okay. I'm crying. And I might even find that right now I'm just a little bit burnt out from dating. You know what I mean? Like I was going at it with intention for at least six months. That's a lot for anyone, really. I'm yeah. like not talking because you hoes think you're dating with intention, but haven't swiped right on one person, but haven't started one conversation, but haven't initiated one date. Like, no, you're not dating. You're loitering around men hoping for somebody to pick you. Please drag me. Look. Can, can you attack me by my hair follicles? Dragged, snatched. I have been proactively dating, initiating, asking, putting myself out there, organizing. Some experiences have been fantastic, others I could live without, and I just know I've hit a limit. So I need to right. recharge, 
replenish, get my vitals up, and then go back in. But until then, I'm good. Yeah. And literally, I'm not missing out. Because I know how frustrating it is to navigate these relationships. I'm well aware of what the alternative is. Yeah, no, you're not missing out. But when you find your white king... Oh, babes. Um, who, who is rich and yes. cross-continental... Yes. Tall also, we'll there. Mm-hmm. What is it with all of you guys and tall men? Because like, the world prioritizes men. tall people. I'm well aware of that. I'm not a dummy. <laughs> I, look, it's very clear. Tell me you don't you don't regard tall people and short people in the same way. And you can say you do, but it's not true. You see a tall person, you say, oh, you must be an athlete. You must be a model. You're way more attractive. Why? Because you associate positive characteristics with tall people. You don't look at a short person and go, oh, you would be X, Y, Z. No. You're like, wait, where's their ego? Do they have problems with power dynamics? Blah, blah. Hold on, it's my doorbell. (laughs) Wow. And as I was saying, I Mm -hmm. would like to date somebody tall because I'm aware of the privileges that exist in the world. Aren't my kids right. have tall privilege, pretty privilege, white privilege, cultural privilege, <laughs> like all the privileges <laughs> I would like my child to have. The privilege of education. Like, let's not play it like these things don't matter because look, wow. your biases run deep. Honestly, one of the reasons that I'm not interested in having children is because I know that, well, I have like at least five reasons, but one of them is that <laughs> I know that this kid will be black and I know what it's like to be black in this mm-hmm. world. So fuck that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, on top of the ozone layer oh. will be gone soon. Climate change is ruining us, killing us every day. And if she's a woman as well, nah. Mm-hmm. It's just she not said, ethical. No, thank you. It's just not ethical. And then it's just like, I don't trust that raising a child in the context of romance is conducive for like happiness or emotional well-being so you know okay so i'm it's gonna, gonna be take my no hurt feelings me. just to the other side of the room um <laughs> I, i'll be back short thank you so much no no it's honestly i am so fine I i'm it, screaming yeah. <laughs> but have fun raising your your mega child i'm <laughs> My slave bitch. What are you <laughs> Your nigga bitch. Oh, gosh. But really, look, these are the things that unless you... This is why we're critical thinkers, because I'm aware of of what I can consciously be aware of, of why I want things, what the outcome of it is. We talked about it in the self-awareness episode. Like, right. there is a reason why I am predisposed to certain things, experiences, people, because I've seen the outcome. It's positive. <laughs> <laughs> people are like, well, then why, why are you, why are you letting people call you an influencer if you don't want to be one? Have you seen the way you regard me? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you just work in an office? Have you seen the way you regard office people? <laughs> <laughs> the honesty is too much. Why don't you just date someone with a good heart who's not attractive? Have you seen the way you regard unattractive people? <laughs> I'm crying. All of my exes were unattractive. This is my first time dating a guy who's attractive. And it's actually just a whole different experience. I'm yelling at that self-awareness. All my exes Oh, yeah, are- absolutely. All my friends know me as like, we're really happy 
that you date all the unattractive men because oh. we simply will not. Ooh. Like, I'm a philanthropist in this bitch. Wow. But the gag is they'll still cheat. No! <laughs> well, that's a personal problem. You can't help that. He will literally look like Donald Trump and still cheat on you. So... <laughs> You might as well. Don't you might as well date Idris Elba and call it a day. You Damn. know, babes, it is all out here. I am no. yelling at this whole conversation. I just, <laughs> I immediately want to put like want to put us all on probation. And but honestly, the way I see it, if we don't say it, who will? Because that's honestly- this is what I'm finding. <laughs> Let me tell you. After these podcast episodes and after I post something on Instagram that requires thought on the feed, not on the stories, but if I do a feed post after this podcast, the way you hoes will come to my DMs instead of saying on the public Bobo and Flex IG that you think the way you do. You carry your shame with you into my DMs for me to process. Be public. Say it in public. Let the community talk to you. Be shameless with your chest. Literally. With your chest, fam. Why do you think we operate from a place of abundance? Because fear and shame are not metrics that hold us back. Ooh. Like, so, like, and it's one of those things where as soon as you acknowledge everybody is fearful and everybody carries shame, you do yourself, like, no services to lean into that. It's not cute. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody who's fearful about something and you're kind of like, oh, I just can't relate. Like, I can't, like, or someone who, like, doesn't want to, like, me. Whenever I'm around a friend and I don't want to try new food, nobody can empathize or sympathize because it's not cute to fear things generally. <laughs> or like when you have a friend who's scared of heights and she's like shaking on the plane, you're like, shh, shh you're causing a ruckus. Be quiet. <laughs> or when you have a friend and you're at the bar and her ex-boyfriend walks in and her face goes white and she's freaking out trying to talk about, let's leave, let's leave, but you're trying to tune this guy in the corner. No, bitch. Take your fear and shame to the bathroom clean up, do some affirmations, send a text and keep it pushing. Right. And keep it pushing because we don't have time. We just simply don't. Have and I time. wish we did. But the way like the way I'm reminded of the fact that the world is ending. Let me tell you. Oh, absolutely. I, and I will make sure to end every episode reminding everyone that we're all going to die. So soon. And the world is ending. So soon. You're literally, your life is ending sooner than you think. Even and if I you have 10 you years or 100 that. years, you don't have enough time it's for all this growing that time. you don't want to do. To postpone your happiness and not grow? Gosh. Absolutely not, fam. We're like, I'm not here thinking about, I need to text my hose back because the world is ending. Like, shit's ending <laughs> too soon for me not to get that problematic stroke. But you know what? I carry some shame too. The shame of doubling back. My pride will never allow. Never. The amount of guys in my life, at different circumstances, who have tried to be like, no, I don't want a serious relationship. Uh, we can't do this. To like, oh, wait, I actually want to be with you. I'm like, mm, where's your pride? I would wow. never <laughs> literally say it. I would never say I'm so shook when people are like, oh, me and my boyfriend break up all the time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh I could never. Okay. I that's could you... never. Alright, well. Mm-mm. That's how people live, you know? That's should we do live. Should we do some listener questions? Yeah. Should we do it in a separate episode? Yeah, let's do that. Because there are like a thousand. Hour. There yeah. are a thousand. All right, fam, follow us on Bobo and Flex and stay tuned for the next episode where we'll be answering your questions. 
send in your questions to Bobo and Flex. Our Instagram page. Don't DM us individually because Mm-mm. that's just it's a lot of DMs. It's Unless you're lot. coming with the PayPal receipt Unless, information. Absolutely. PayPal.me slash Bobo M. What's your PayPal? PayPal.me slash FlexMommy. There we have it. So stay tuned for the next episode. Subscribe, follow us on SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Leave us a review because it helps us make more content. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.